Today's Trophy Kids, we got a great show for you. We're recapping week seven of the NFL, talking about some of the trade news, and we got some more gut picks because they did so well last week. So let's go. And welcome to Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. It is October 23rd, and I am officially back, boys. Six <laughs> this week and picks given out. Bada bing, bada boom. How are you doing, <laughs> sir? I'm doing well. Also, I know no one really cares, but I did fantastic on my wagers. And um, I was worried about, you know, calling the Saints on the podcast, putting it out on a record. And luckily, I was correct. You were very correct. I don't know what was going on with Vegas this week. They laid yeah. some silly lines out there. I mean, this is I am a man who couldn't buy himself a win. And I went <laughs> six and two on picks that I gave out. I hit a 17 uh, money parlay, money line parlay this week. I missed my, missed my 19 thanks to the 49ers and Eagles, which we'll get to here in a moment. But I think we should start off with the oh-so-great Monday night football game that just happened because I have a take for you here, sir. Mm-hmm. We're, we're in agreement that Jameis Winston is probably on his way out of this league. Or not out of this league, but out of out of a starting job and no longer going to be on the Bucks probably following this season. Yes, yes. Sam Darnold is the new Jameis Winston. The torch has been passed to good old Samuel Darnold. He, might he, he is currently in his tweet now. It is a small sample size because we're not that far into the league or the year yet. But he has thrown 20 touchdowns and 20 interceptions. That's not even including his fumbles so far in his career. And to me, he is the exact same player. This is what I wrote in his draft analysis when I put him as our fifth, fifth best prospect mm-hmm. uh, during his draft class. Where is it? Ah. Darnold has a slow-throwing motion with poor mechanics that only get worse as the play breaks down. This often leads to the ball coming out flat. That's a problem in the NFL, because corners will eat him alive. He also struggled with a turnover plague. In 27 games at USC, he managed to throw 22 interceptions and lost the ball 21 times on fumble, or 14 times on fumble. Sound like anybody familiar in the NFL who's about to on the way out? <laughs> yeah, I can think of someone. Has a slow-throwing motion, terrible mechanics that only break down as soon as pressure comes, and throws a ton of ducks. That is exactly what we saw last night. That is what we've seen occasionally from Sam Darnold here and there. Not to say he isn't, he can't potentially be good, but I'm showing a lot of signs of a potential Jameis Jr. coming up through the ranks in New York. Yeah, I don't hate that take. I really don't. Um, I'll put a little star next to yesterday just because it was New England. Um, this is true. Unreal. Um, but I, I don't hate that take at all. Sam Darnold does seem to be a bit of a turnover machine. Um, kind of like when you read those numbers, my first thought was like an early Brett Favre, but Brett Favre made more plays, like just extended plays and just did ridiculous things. So I, I can't disrespect Brett Favre that way. Um, but yeah, I, I don't hate that take. I can see the Jameis comparison for sure. Yeah, and he even does the thing where he'll have a game where you're like, oh man, there's oh, yeah. the guy drafted really high and has all the talent like he did against the Cowboys and then he just comes back the next week and you're like who is this guy that's out on the field and why is he seeing ghosts <laughs> yeah that was weird that was just hearing that mic'd up was weird damn I mean Monday Night Football threw him right under the bus they really did Le'Veon yeah. Bell was not a fan of today but he did do it against the Patriots so we got to give some there but I don't know if I've seen a quarterback ranking of 3.6 really ever <laughs> he had a completion I mean, percentage of 34 percent for 86 yards four interceptions and a rating of 3.6 last night the only comparison was this year baker versus the niners oh, yeah. 
<laughs> that was that was single digits as well. <laughs> Those are two of like so was that also a Monday night? It definitely was. I believe so, yes. <laughs> it's crazy. Man, just, Monday night's duds. Yeah, just duds get thrown out there. But the Patriots big ESPN news. Is, just gets disrespected. Oh, some of the games I feel like we get disrespected as fans. Some of the games they present to us on Monday and Thursday nights. Oh man. Oh my, I'd rather watch high school football almost at that point. Maybe that's I a mean, little too far. Maybe. But. Some of them are really bad. But yesterday's the Niners Browns, the Skins was when they put the Bears awful. I mean, that's just three I'm thinking of right now. I mean the terrible. Bucks are time from time been on Thursday night football and that always goes terrible. It's it's never a great slate of games. But yeah. the Patriots, I mean, there's not much to say there. They are the team who they we all thought they were. Um, yeah. There's not not much you can really say. They kicked the crap out of them, 33 nothing. And then what did Bill Belichick do? He goes, I'm still not happy with this. And he goes out and trades for Mohamed Sanu, who right now is the third best wide receiver probably on that Falcons team. But also, you could see him leaving a disaster of a franchise, which we'll get to here in a moment, and joining this stellar franchise and all of a sudden exploding. Yeah, definitely. I like Mohamed Sanu as a player. I think he's kind of underrated. I think he's really good. Um yep. And yeah, I could definitely see him going to New England and just, just definitely exploding. Just he's got to be so hyped, honestly, getting out of the train wreck that Atlanta is right now. I mean, my God. But I don't, yeah, yeah, what you do as Atlanta because you seem br- brain broken after the Patriots came back on you in the Super Bowl because they just have not been the same team. And it's not like they didn't have talent or don't have talent for whatever. It could be one of those situations where all you need to do is make a coaching change because the town's there, but it is aging talent, which would be concerning. Yes. But it's a bad situation down there. Now, it is the tis the season for some trades. So another trade that jumped right off the page today, and I know you're a fan of it, Emmanuel Sanders heading out to the 49ers. Oh, boy. Good trade, I think, on both sides because the Denver Broncos are dead this season. So they're getting some value with a third and fourth round pick, and the 49ers are picking themselves up a baller. He is a baller, and he's like 32, or I think he's 32 years old, coming off an Achilles injury, and you would never know it. He's still, he's perfect for like a Kyle Shanahan offense, just running perfect, quick, crisp routes, just timing routes where he gets wide open. I think that is, him and Kyle Shanahan's offense is such a good fit, and the 49ers kind of needed that. They, I mean, they have George Kittle, you got Marquise Goodwin, but Marquise Goodwin is all speed. He's not going out there running like crisp ass routes that just he gets open just from his route work. So I, I think Emmanuel Sanders is a perfect fit there. And like you said, Denver, you may as well ship him off and yeah. get get an ad, get some assets in return. Denver is like in a both. situation where you're probably going to have to rehaul a good portion of that team roster anyway. So you might as well ship yeah. off the asset you have and try to pick up some picks. The 49ers, they had that piece that makes them, I mean, they were already, I would think, in most people's mind, a team that can compete for a Super Bowl. But this is the piece that really puts them in contention. Your Redskins only held them to nine points, which also, fuck you, weather and Redskins. Yeah, it was all weather, man. It was all weather. I (laughs) didn't do. What a game that was. Yeah. (laughs) All I know is I saw Bosa sliding across the turf and almost being able to sack the Redskins quarterback on a like a slip and slide type of play. <laughs> it was seriously like, I mean, just every step they took, just big, big splashes of water. I mean, it was a game. I mean, we were driving down 6-0 in the fourth quarter until AP fumbles. If he didn't fumble, we might have won that game, as crazy as that sounds. I mean, but it was literally all weather. I'm Like, I will say I'm still not – and I know it was a bad weather game. I'm still not overly impressed with Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not sure what he's done in this league. I know he's won a lot of games, but 
they don't seem to win because of him ever. Yeah, I would say outside of that Browns game where it was yeah. just a total collapse of the Browns, I'd say that's more of a collapse in the Browns than it was of Jimmy Garoppolo. Agreed. The book is still out on, on Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know what they're getting in value there. He seems to do okay, and to be honest, even if you just have an average quarterback, if you yeah, play really good lose. defense, yeah, you can them. still win. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's a possible formula. He's definitely not the Joby – almost messed that name up. Kaboki, Kaboki. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm not going to be able to speak. <laughs> Kobe Brissett um, type of backup that we I did not see coming, but yeah, we'll see with Garoppolo. He's still he's got some time to impress, but if he just plays average, you can see average quarterbacks can win this league. If you just play really good defense, you can run the ball, and now he's got another weapon to throw to. Yes, absolutely. I mean, he's not going to lose you games. He kind of almost reminds me, maybe not quite as good, but he might be because this guy's kind of up and down. He's kind of like a Jared Goff in my opinion. Yeah, that's actually a fair comparison. I mean, Goff is when you in or you insert in McVeigh, his career obviously took off, but now he's kind of slumped back down into it. Yeah. Um, the Rams, I think, are going to probably benefit off of having a bye this week um, and trying to get pieces back together on that end. And Todd Gurley a little healthy. One team that has definitely shifted the course for me is the Ravens. I think the Ravens might actually be a good team now, which I don't really know what to make of them week to week. But the fact that they went to Seattle beat them in Seattle, which at this point, Seattle is, I don't really think home field advantage is overly that big of a thing in the NFL as it is in like college, but that atmosphere is very similar to like a college thing where like it actually affects the course of the game. They went in and played a very good game. Lamar Jackson, I mean, he kept going weak, but oh man. God, you see electric. He's so electric, dude. I think he might be the fastest player in the NFL. I really think he is. He's definitely mean, the most elusive, that is for sure, with his movement. He is blazing. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's three guys around him, and he just boom, zips right through all three of them. I'm just like, oh, my God. It's yeah. unbelievable. Like, I, didn't, I didn't fully see that translating to the NFL quite like it has. I, I mean, I knew he was really fast in college, but everyone's really fast in the NFL, but holy shit, he's fast. Yeah, I uh, I had him as in that same article that I read off for Sam Darnold where I had five. I had him as my number two with like the game changer yeah. kind of quality well, because it all just depended on where he landed. And if he landed in a, a scheme where the coach was smart and abil- had the ability to adapt, which hardball, I don't know if there's been a coach that's adapted more. This man has looked into the numbers. He's going for it more, which I love. He's created an offense that is conducive to making Lamar Jackson a top player in this league. Now it's up to Lamar Jackson to actually execute it, but he seems to put him in positions to make plays. The question really for me at this point is the defense, and the defense showed up pretty well against a good Seattle offense. Now, is that going to be week to week? I don't know. The NFL is such a week-to-week league where it changes, but it was damn impressive by the Ravens. They've now moved to that category of, yeah, let's wait and see, but they could be they could be a contender. Yeah, I'm basically Not at this point. Right, right. I know. The That's, the <laughs> That's the thing. That's the thing. At this point, I'm, I'm – I'm tired of seeing Tom Brady and the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I'm just desperately looking for someone in the AFC that can beat them. So far, I've really come up with, like, the Ravens and maybe the Chiefs, but unlikely. Yeah. I, think, I think New England still, regardless, is they're walking to the Super Bowl. I would agree. The only thing that would have given me help was if Big Ben was maybe healthy with what the Steelers' defense has been doing because the Steelers' yeah, defense agree. has turned on the burners the last couple weeks um but that that team i don't think has much juice in them to compete 
the division is terrible. I think the Ravens are probably going to come out of that. Um, but I'm with you. I mean, it's kind of – especially with adding Mohamed Sanu – and you get Neil Henry back at some point in the season. Josh Gordon will eventually be healthy again. Edelman's there. I mean, it is. The Patriots are just cakewalking. The Bills maybe can put up a fight because of that defense, but I'm with you. There are not many teams in the AFC that can compete right really now. They really are. I mean, the AFC North outside of the Ravens were 5-2. and two. Collectively, they're 4-15. Are you <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> what? It what is a joke. So bad. I mean, the NFCs look great. Crazy. Oh, yes, I would say very much so, especially with the Cowboys coming up last last uh, last not night, jeez, on Sunday. I almost said they were the Monday night game after just doing that. My brain's in a a whirlwind right now. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. The NFC North is garbage. You got the Bengals who are sitting at 0 and 7, who might be the worst football team. Ah, they might. might say the worst football yeah, team. Maybe hard. they they've had some competitive games. But they're really fighting for that worst football team kind of status because it is bad in Cincinnati. That defense is atrocious, which is not something we're used to seeing out of the Bengals. Wait a minute. Am I am – I, I'm sorry. I'm just looking at You're standings. Good. Am I correctly saying that the Jets and Dolphins each only have scored 63 points? Probably. Are, are you <laughs> kidding me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Skins have 90. But I mean, 63? Yeah, it's bad. Holy shit. Yeah. The Chiefs have 202. Patriots have 223. Yeah. Ravens what have 214. Fuck. 63. The Patriots have probably scored that in five quarters. That's the lowest in the entire league. There isn't another team. There's only the Redskins have 90. But everyone else is probably over. And everybody's 100. Above over 100. I mean, 63. <laughs> Points. All right, we're beating the Jets. We're we're gonna win two games this year. We're gonna kick the Jets ass. Are you kidding Good for me? You. <laughs> I mean, man, wow. That's bad. Holy oh. shit. Speaking I had to, of the like, Cowboys, rub my eyes like just to make sure that I was, I was reading that right. <laughs> Speaking of the Cowboys and having a chance here, I don't know if they're good at either, but the Eagles. If I were the Eagles GM, I would have cut Nelson Aguilar right after the game. That is absolutely as I throw my pen. Ridiculous that catch he did not go for. 37 to 10, Eagle fans. That is a rough look. Yeah, Nelson Aguilar, I mean, that ball, I mean, it's, it's right there. I mean, they showed the angle. I mean, it's, it's literally like, if he, he didn't even outstretch his arms. If he outstretched his arms, it's probably like six more inches. Like, yeah. It was, it was so bizarre. It was really bad. <laughs> I don't get it. And, and like you said with Dallas, I don't fully know what to make of Dallas because I'm starting to think the Eagles are not very good and all they did was beat the shit out of the Eagles. Um, yeah. I mean, the Skins almost beat the Eagles. Uh, put that into perspective. Maybe the Eagles aren't that good. Um, so I don't awesome. fully know what to make of Dallas yet. But Dallas, I mean, after losing, you know, three straight, they come out and just dominate. So they're kind of this week-to-week team. There's just a lot of week-to-week teams right now. Yeah, that is, I think, the biggest takeaway, where it's week-to-week for a lot of programs. Programs. A lot of franchises right now. I'm talking like it's college. <laughs> a lot of franchises where they are walking in thin rope line with the Cowboys. Like you said, I don't know. The biggest problem is I don't know what to make of Dak week to week because he's really the linchpin of the whole situation. The defense, they can be hit or miss, but with that offensive weapons, as long as the quarterback position is rolling, they really don't have a problem scoring the football. It's just whether or not he gets going in a game. And I I don't know. That's a coin flip for me. Yeah, exactly. Dak is, Dak is like kind of the deciding factor. And when it comes to playoff time, that'll probably be what kills him. Yeah, uh, 
thousand percent because nobody else in this division I think is competing because I'm with you. The Eagles, I think, are just bad. I think also Pat Shermer and the Jets, I think he might be one of the dumbest coaches in football right now because nothing he does seems to make sense. I don't think the Giants are probably competing. Sorry for your Redskins, but I think you would agree are also not competing. And the Eagles are, yeah, the Eagles are a dumpster fire right now. Um, another team that's a dumpster fire, the Bears. You mentioned the Saints bet earlier. Oh man, if you are a Bears fan, you have to be sitting back and going, "Can we get Jay Cutler back? Like, what is going on out in Chicago, Windy City? It is. They are cannibalizing themselves." Matt Matt Nagy too coming out this week saying, and I'm paraphrasing here, "I'm not an idiot. I know we need to run the ball more." Something like that. Well, I yeah. think you are because you only ran the ball seven times. So if you know you need to do it, what is the definition of insanity when you continue to do the same thing and expect a different result? They don't run the ball. They rely solely on their quarterback situation, which is yeah. not ideal right now. It is a terrible situation up in Chicago. It's so bizarre. They're like playing opposite of normal Chicago Bears football. They're like Mitch Trubisky a couple games has thrown the ball like 50 times. Yeah. Which I mean, is insane. insane. It's insane. Mitch Trubisky, I'm sorry, but he's a slightly better Blake Bortles. That's all he is. He is not a player that you want dropping back 50 times. Nope. Use your running backs. What are you doing? Lean on your defense. Like I, I don't understand what he's doing. The Bears, I would be so frustrated as a fan. Matt Nagy is just – he's confusing me. I don't know what he's doing. Outside of Allen Robinson, that offense is just yeah. kind of like the snake eating its tail type of deal because they – Matt Nagy obviously wants to pass the ball like they do because he comes from the Andy Reid tree. He wants to do what the Chiefs are doing. The only problem is he is not Andy Reid in which he can create these great opportunities for his quarterback because he's got wide receivers open left and right. All you have is Allen Robinson balling out, which he is balling out. So you need to run the ball. The only problem is you can't run the ball because you can't really pass the ball. But I would think conventional wisdom says if you start to run the ball, it'll eventually somewhat work, and then you allow Mitch Mitch. Trubisky to pick his shots at that's the only thing you can do as well as it's probably going to help give your defense a little bit of a rest because they are out there a ton and they are getting thrashed because of it yes and also find ways to get Tariq Cohen open in space yeah how does he have nine receptions for 19 yards how is that possible that's also <laughs> insane you have you have a playmaker out in the open field that you can't yes. get out in the open field, which makes no Anytime sense. Anytime he gets the ball, he can score. Yeah. Anytime. I'd get agree. him the ball. <laughs> Absolutely insane. On the same side of the ball, this might be the best team in the NFC. They're, they they're close up there because they are rolling. Even with Alvin Kamara and Drew Brees out, they put up a 36 spot on the Bears at Chicago. This yeah. team is rolling. They are straight up rolling. I mean, like you said, they're two best players on offense. I mean, Michael Thomas. But, yeah, I mean, their two best yeah. players on offense oh, are out. I mean, two two of the three best players on offense are out, and they just keep on rolling. I mean, I don't like him drawing a blank on his name right now. Who the hell is their coach? Why can't Sean I Payton. Huh? Sean Payton. Yeah, Sean Payton, he pisses me off, and I don't like him. But he's a hell of a football coach. He's such, yes. he's such a good coach. I was thinking about this today. So I had it in my notes because you could do – I had a – not really a fun take, but like yeah. let's cut our brains in half real quick and act like some dumb media guys. Jerry Thornton, he kind of over at Barstool ran with this a little bit too in a joking way. But the whole – there are those people when they look at Tom Brady, they go, is Tom Brady a system quarterback because he has Bill Belichick? 
Could the same question be asked of Drew Brees? Drew Brees, yeah. <laughs> Sean Payton, you plug Teddy Bridgewater in, the thing just keeps rolling. <laughs> keeps going. They keep yeah. winning. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to make that because obviously Drew Brees is a hell of a quarterback. Just like I think Tom Brady's a hell of a quarterback. But I will say this. I honestly think if you were to flip the two, the careers would stay identical as far as switching. Like Tom Brady would be that guy. That's still a hell of a quarterback because he has still a hell of a head coach in Sean Payton and a hell of a team, but he just wouldn't have the Super Bowl rings. We have Breeze, who is now considered one of the best quarterbacks ever because he has all these Super Bowl rings. I think they're the only two that are compatible with those types of coaches, and they both feed on each other well, and that makes them, in their own right, top five co- top five coaches in the NFL and probably top five quarterbacks in the NFL That if you wanted to take them. <laughs> you could yeah. put them in any real order. I'd probably put them in the top three, but for conversation standpoint. <laughs> yeah, I mean, quarterbacks, yeah. Definitely. Um, I don't know if I'd say like, I mean, Sean Payton currently is currently. Five. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, currently. Yeah. I'm not saying all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. My bad. My bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, currently for like coaches for me, it pretty much goes Bill, Andy, Pete Carroll, Sean Payton. Yeah, that's kind of how it goes for me. But around, you know, you can maybe shift those last three. Obviously, Bill's number one. But and then maybe five and put like maybe Tomlin. But yep. But yeah, I mean, those are the stud coaches in the NFL, and they're all really good. And they yes. all just seem to have very good um, camaraderie. I don't know if that's the right word. Like with their quarterback, they just all do. The the getting the coach because that's what so many people miss on. I think too is getting that coach to pair with the quarterback is the only way you're ever going to have success. Because you could draft a stud quarterback and they could fail immensely because the you did not take care of the coaching situation. They feed each other in this league. It is so rare to find a quarterback that can see, can see, can succeed without an amazing head coach. You go through the greatest quarterbacks of all time, what do they have? Some of the greatest coaches of all time paired right with them. It is just how it works. Aaron Rodgers is about one of the few and only people out there that you could throw any coach at him, and he's still going to ball out, and he is an exception to the rule. (laughs) Yeah, he is definitely an exception. (laughs) He is a baller. Went off this weekend. I mean, my God, five touchdowns thrashing the uh not the lions i almost said lions <laughs> thrashing the raiders i mean oh the packers are a scary team they might be i don't know if they're the best team because it's tough but they are i mean the way they are playing right now without top top tier talent on offense because they're injured and the defense yeah. is rocking out they are a good good football team they are really good and I go back and forth. I, not, Rogers is amazing. I go back and forth between liking him or not because I think he's kind of a douche. Yep, but man, when he's out there slinging that ball like that, oh my god, it's just it's so fun to watch. It's like holy shit. It's art. <laughs> it's art in motion is what you're seeing with Aaron Rodgers essentially out in Green Bay. It yeah. is it is grilling the perfect brat on a grill on a Sunday kind of art going out yeah. in Green Bay. Right now. <laughs> he is phenomenal. Yes. Yes, he's unbelievable. He obviously got the game ball. Um, I think he's probably going to get a few more before the year's over. Yeah, the Raiders, I, so I mean, things aren't all terrible, but you got to get the quarterback. Derek Carr, I wanted – I don't hate Derek Carr. I think he's a bit of annoying, but I don't hate him. Yeah. Unfortunately, he isn't, the, he isn't the answer in Oakland. I mean, this is a team that if they get a quarterback – might have a chance to really compete because they got the running. Josh Josh Jacobs is a hell of a running back. Um, but ah, Derek Carr, I think your time is up as well. <laughs> I think so too. I mean, 
is this is this is fourth season? This is fourth season, isn't it? Uh, it's gotta be. It's gotta James be fourth season. Marcus are in their fifth. So did he come in? He came in after them. Oh yeah, definitely after them. Yeah, he's in his fourth, I believe. Fourth or fifth, maybe he's because he's on to a massive contract at this point. He's been around for a while, actually. Now I think about it, I don't know when he came in, but I mean, yeah, he's had plenty of opportunities, and he really has only had 2014 one. Is when he got drafted. When was it? 2014. God, time flies. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> God. All right. So I mean, really, if you look at his numbers, he's really only had one like very solid year, mm-hmm. and they've just kind of stuck with him. And he really just—he's not the answer there. I mean, that if if they had somehow beat Green Bay, that would have been a huge win for them because I mean, then they would have been in, right in their contention. They would have been four and two, right behind the Chiefs. Mahomes is obviously going to be out for probably three games, I'd say at least. I'd say three yeah. games minimum. I also don't know. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I know nothing. I'm a little skeptical about how quickly they say Mahomes is coming back. That's just yeah. That that made no sense. His knee looked like a puddle. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, they were popping I, that thing back into place. Not only did I almost vomit, but it yeah, was like that was awful. How is this man going to be able to play at a high level in yeah. three weeks? Yeah, that seems like a little rush to me. And if they're fine in their division, they're obviously not going to get home field. That's New England. New England got home field already. Yep. So if I would not rush Patrick Mahomes back unless you absolutely have to. That just seems. I don't know. Maybe maybe give him maybe give him four to five weeks. I don't know. I mean, I'm with you because even when he had that bang up ankle, I was like, "Do you really need him to beat the Broncos?" Yeah. Which I did actually think the Broncos were probably going to cover. I bet them, but even going into that game, he was banged up, and I was thinking maybe it's a good idea just to rest him. Like mm-hmm. even if you drop to the Broncos, which obviously they wouldn't have because Matt Moore came right in and they were fine. Yeah. But it did seem odd, and I think that unfortunately, I would hope Andy Reid. He seems like the guy who won't necessarily rush him back. I say that now. You could obviously see him rush back. But I think it is one of those situations where you got to go, we're going to win this division. Like you said, they're not going to get home field, um, home field throughout the playoffs. So you might as well put, put pull him back and let him run wild later in the season. You can't always prevent injuries, but it does seem silly to try to rush him back. Yeah, I mean, the only reason you would try to rush him back, I guess, I mean, you know, obviously you have the first round by. I mean, they're tied with, I think they hold the tiebreaker over the Ravens. Yeah, they beat the Ravens. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the only thing, but your your franchise quarterback's health is far more important than getting a first-round bye. Patrick Mahomes, will, he'll win a wild-card game. I mean. I'd agree. Yep, I'd agree. It was an interesting week for sure. This week, though, the board. I like oh, the yeah. board. We are going to get our Kirk Cousins primetime game on the 24th this Thursday against your Washington Redskins. Do we think Kirk Cousins takes a backslide here as he always does in primetime? It's a 16-point spread, too, which is large. Big, big spread. I, I know we didn't score last week. But we also 9-0. to I mean, it wasn't like we are I don't know. That seems like a big spread. I know Kirk's going to want to come out and torch us, and he's fully capable of it because we suck. Um, but, I mean... He doesn't have feeling, which I think is big, and that gives me a little hope because, honestly, I don't care at all about this season right now, but I do not like Kirk Cousins. I would love to win this game. I would love to win this game. I really would. I'm going to have to stay off Twitter all night because I'm going to get so annoyed seeing all the tweets, but, oh, the kids are fucking dumb. They got rid of Kirk Cousins. I'm just going to get really – I'm going to be very bitter on Thursday night. I'm really not looking forward to it. I'm not looking forward to losing to Kirk Cousins. <laughs> But 16 points, man, that seems a, a bit aggressive. I'm probably going to stay away from the game because I already know I'm going to not like this game. But that's a lot. 
So I'm staying far away from this game because Kirk Cousins has played well the last two weeks, but Kirk Cousins has a well-documented history of throwing ducks on primetime. So I'm staying away from it just on that case. If he somehow has turned it around this season and is actually going to play well, then the Vikings have something there. Like there is something in Minnesota where they are a very good football team. If he can just be a slightly average quarterback, because you have a monster in the backfield with Dalvin Cook and a good defense you can lean on. The question is, can he be a slightly moderate to above average quarterback, which he's been slinging the last two weeks. Yeah. Um, I'm staying away from that one game. I am loving though Colts Broncos. It's a six and a half point line right now. The Colts are about to take a dump on John Elway's chest this week. Jacoby Brissett in that Colts team is a well-rounded football team that I don't understand why they, I must be missing something here at six and a half with the Broncos team. I just saw just this weekend without Emmanuel Sanders. Now what is going on there? I'm taking that six and a half. That is a true gut pick. I haven't looked at any of these are all gut picks. Cause that's what's winning me bets apparently now without yeah. looking at anything deeply, but that line makes no sense to me. Yeah. That line makes no sense. Um, I'm, I am liking the bills Eagles line oh, bills yeah. at minus one and a half at home. Yeah. Excuse that me? made no sense too. What? <laughs> I mean, okay. Like <laughs> I will pound that for sure. Um, I kind of like the under two at forty three, but we'll see about that. But I, I'd, I'd love that minus one and a half for the Bills. I mean, you got to kidding me. Yep, I love Pat's Browns thirteen and a half. Freddie Kitchens going up against the mastermind of Bill Belichick. That's going to be an all time brain fart game. I mean, if yeah. you don't think Freddie Kitchens' offense is about to get absolutely torched, you are out of your mind. That's a big number, thirteen and a half. But I mean, I, I like, yeah, I like the Pats covering that. They're going to yeah. win by more than two touchdowns. I mean, Baker's going to be lost, I think. I, I really do. And He's going to be seeing some ghosts. Yes. Sure. I mean, Bill versus Freddie. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I don't usually like that big of a number in the NFL, but I mean, we're talking Patriots. <laughs> yeah. We're talking, not only are we talking Patriots, we're talking one of the best defensive minded coaches in the history of the league. Versus the dude who has brain farts continually through games offensively. That plus, I mean, literally, it, it takes like nothing. It seems like it takes nothing to motivate Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. And these Browns, you know, crowning themselves, you know, champions before the year even began. I mean, you know, they're going to want to shit all over them. I can only imagine Bill Belichick is playing every commercial Baker Mayfield has yeah. been Like, these dudes think we should crown their asses already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that game made no sense to me. I am staying away from Chiefs-Packers only because without Mahomes, five and a half seems crazy. But I could also see the, the Chiefs' defense somehow getting to Aaron Rodgers a ton and making mm -hmm. that competitive. If I had to pick a game, or if I had to pick one, I'm picking Packers there, but I'm probably staying away from that because I don't. My, gut, my gut's saying something's off. It's like a spidey sense. It's like something, Vegas knows something that I don't know on that one because that makes absolutely no sense to me as well. Yeah, that is a little odd. Um, one I was kind of looking at, I constantly disrespect this team, but they keep winning, so I should probably not bet on this game. But that Panthers 49ers line, I kind of like the Niners to cover. Yep. But I've been the disrespecting. Same yeah, I've been disrespecting these Carolina Panthers. I don't think I've won one bet involving Panthers all year. I'm with you. I keep kind of forgetting they're like an actually good team this yeah, they're year. They're good. 
Like every time I see them, I kind of laugh. I'm like, oh, it's the Panthers six. What? But then I remember, oh, yeah, Christian McCaffrey is literally lighting the world on fire. Kyle Allen is not a bad QB to just plug in. And that defense is good. But I mean, oh, that seems. I'm probably also going to stay away from that. But I do like Titans against my Bucks because without, without Mariota in, the Titans didn't play too, too terrible with Ryan Tannehill in there. And Jameis is going to be in it. We're coming off too much time that I can already see that they're going to overthink this. Like, they're going to overthink this by a bajillion miles. And he's probably going to throw four picks. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one, Jets, Jags, I didn't have great feelings about that. But the, um, where was it? Oh, Lions, Giants. I know the Lions are in a tough spot. It's seven which yeah. I think I want to go Giants on that one, but I just can't get myself to do it because Pat just constantly is boy tripping over himself, shoelace tied, not knowing it, with these Giants. Agreed. And that and Daniel Jones is starting to come back to reality. He really has yep. these past few weeks. Um, I hate are – you, are, you are you seeing seven? Is that what you're going to get? I hate seven as a, as a I number. Do. I would almost like – I, I don't really like doing this, but I would almost consider like buying a half point and going with the Lions six and a half, maybe. I'm with you. I hate football, um, like pure football numbers with no point five, like a ten or a yeah, 15, like anything that like you see constantly. I hate it without that point five. Exactly. I'm with you. Yeah, and seven is a tough one always. <laughs> it is, yeah. Seven is really tough. Sorry, that's a tough game. I can't believe, by the way, I'm not betting on this game. Uh, what were the schedule makers thinking when they put the Dolphins and the Steelers in the Monday night game? <laughs> like, I get, like, Ben, they were expecting Ben to play, but you have playing the Dolphins? Like, ESPN just, they get disrespected so hard. They, we need a flex option where, like, we can flex a game out. Yeah. Like, honestly, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing Pat's Browns at this point. No. Because, like, give yeah, the Browns another that. prime team game. Because this is, it's getting silly with that. <laughs> It's getting terrible, and I, I, I get maybe that the partial logic is, well, it's the only football game on, so people are going to watch it regardless. I get that logic in doing shitty Thursday night and shitty Monday nights because there's no other option, but the Monday night numbers I know, at least last year, were god-awful compared to like the Sunday night numbers, so yep. they, need to, they need to start thinking, <laughs> thinking of redoing this. I'm with you. They- the primetime game should always be a game that's at least worth tuning into where I don't have to bet it to make it interesting. I'm going to bet it anyway, yeah. but, like, yeah, that's literally the only reason I'm interested. Yeah, I'll probably – I don't like the line. I'll probably fuck around with the over-under. Yep. We'll see about that's that. That's exactly what I was looking probably at. Probably lean a little – kind of leaning over. But um, mm-hmm. but 14 and a half. I mean, the Steelers will probably cover that, but I can't I can't do that. Yeah. I mean, it's a terrible game. NFL so schedule. Bad. I'm with you. Get on this. Anytime there's a prime time game, it should be worth something that is at least entertaining at best. If I see that, I'm thinking about putting like the World Series on. No, I can't do that because that's baseball, but <laughs> it's still bad. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I won't do that either. But yeah. yeah, baseball will probably be on my second TV, and I'll probably be yeah. tuning in a little bit more to that here and there. Yeah. But, I, yeah. Um... We'll yeah, see. I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'll I'll watch a little baseball. You know, I'm happy for the Nats, but I'm not gonna act like I'm some big Nats fan now. But it's very cool that they made it. I will I will say that. Yep, we were texting our 
That's our baseball segment. <laughs> that was a baseball segment. I was texting our buddy. And I was like, yeah, the Nats got a hit and they got a pitch deep. He was like, yeah, they just have to play baseball. It's like, yeah, that's about as much as I know about baseball. Those are the lines I can throw out and sound educated. I have no idea. <laughs> Today's baseball talk. Good for the Nats. <laughs> that wraps it up for us. Uh, as always, peace. Later.